The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, me, your advice show for a modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet. Now, Griffin, oh, can, did you can want? I, did you want me? Did you want me in it? Can oh, I, this is awkward. Can I finish? I'm Griffin. Go ahead, Griffin. Well, fuck. <laughs> Let me loose. <laughs> All right, spit the, I'm gonna spit fucking. Fire. I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just not going to happen now. Let's right. cancel Gr- the whole Griffin, show. Griffin, they got to know who you are. They got to know who you are, Griffin. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Baby, you guys, dinosaurs? Topical. Dinosaurs, it's back. Now, Griffin, you had a little uh, thrilling tale you were going to tell about a bug. Mosquito. Got a mosquito in my office. Can't see it. Been looking. Okay. But I got bite. I got one bite on my wrist, and I know I'm going to have like 12 bites by the end of this show. Open Gotham style. Okay, so basically all of the possible <laughs> openings that we discussed... Travis, you want to talk about Halloween costumes? Like, was, was your... Ooh, spooky, scary. Okay. Have you guys heard this guy, this this gang, 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 gingham style? Yeah, it's, gang- style. it's all about plaids. Gangy style. It's all about tasteful plaids. <laughs> uh, there should be an episode of Put This On called Gingham Style. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? That's pretty good, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. say I mean, the half-life for that goof is about 13 more minutes. So if he can possibly, yeah. if he can get the crew together real quick. <laughs> Squeeze it out. Make it happen. So here on this program, are you going to tell you finish your story about the bug? I was getting into it. Literally it literally is. There. There's a bug in my office. I don't know how to deal with it. I'm not like bug phobic, but I'm delicious to delicious to bugs. Extra delicious. You eat too many bananas. Is that it? Yeah, mosquitoes. They love bananas. Right, but do they love like I turn those bananas into poop pretty quick? So like, no, it's, mm. it's, you get it in your in your uh, skin excretions. Okay, I don't like to. I, I don't like to think about the fact that I have those. Ah, uh, that's fair. Guys, we got a, uh, I, I want to get to the advice, but we got a wonderful letter this week, and it, 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 uh, it came to us, the, the letterhead, the envelope is from, uh, Canisius College, um, and we got a, an email from a, a girl named, uh, Melina. Maybe a woman. Who, maybe a woman, a woman named Melina. Well, I said girl because she's just out graduating, but yeah, I guess, I guess woman is correct and she sent that to our uh post office box it's uh p.o box 54 huntington west virginia 25706 and uh she she's a fan of the show who's who's a sophomore at canisius college and and uh she stole an envelope from there to mail us and she sent a photo of herself in her uh in her cap and gown uh and she said that we are the reason she is great that doesn't seem likely I mean that I don't want to. Last part I don't was put, not true, but everything else. I don't like putting fans on blast, true. but that there's no possible way that we ever aided anyone with any sort of educational um, progress. I like I, there is someone out there 
who has slumdog millionaired my brother, my brother, and me. There, what if, fucking possible collection of course loads could anyone ever be offered that would touch on the things that we talk about? Animal, I, animal husbandry, specifically geese. Yeah, that's one. What about... Didn't we talk about different flavors of cotton candy once? Yeah. That was instructive. Sure, because why would that ever be part of a collegiate program, though? Clown college. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some actual well, questions. I, I want to... As long as we're wasting time, uh, I, I want to... <laughs> No, I want to thank. Uh, you want to go back to your bug story? I want to thank. It's I'm up bugs to, life. I'm up to two bites. I got one on my knee. Like, don't worry <laughs> about it though. So I want to thank everyone who donated on on Max Fun Day last week. We uh, we did very very well. Um, thank thank you so much to, to all the donors and our 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 listener base is now composed of two groups: donors and boners. And you know what mm-hmm. side you fall on. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Uh, let's. Here's our first question. I'm planning on moving into an apartment for the first time soon. I'm looking around at some apartments, and <laughs> one in particular has apartments available. If he says apartments again, I'm going to lose it. Uh, it's such a fun word, apartments. Available on the first floor and the top floor. My question is, which would be better to move into? My friends seem split on the decision, so I think some insight from MBMBAM is needed. That's from Occupying Ontario. Um, I think hmm. there's like the easiest. It's the question. easiest question I, ever. It's the bottom it's, floor. It's of course always. the bottom, bottom floor, a hundred percent. It's like always. Do you want to walk an extra? Think about like all of the times that you're going to have to negotiate those stairs. Like, do you want to walk a hundred miles for no reason? No, of course you don't. And it may seem you may think like I've only have to move in and out once, no. but that one time, man. Griffin and I, we lived on a third floor apartment when we first moved to Cincinnati and getting our sofa and chairs and shit up. It was a two day job. It was fucking miserable. Um, That was the worst. Yeah. And also, if you live on the ground floor, it's so much easier for people to find your apartment without like wandering through the building trying to find where you live. Also, do you know how Dr. Adkins died? Slipped on some stairs, fell right down him and died. And then the Um, world got super fat again. So just things to keep in mind. Um, the only I, the only upside to the top floor is you get some sweet sweet balcony action. Yeah, yeah. Another benefit is that if the apartment catches on fire, then you're definitely gonna die. So that's another. <laughs> Can point, I say bonus. again? We are in a situation where more information would, is necessary to so, like the he's, note. He says top floor, right? Yeah. Oh. Now is top floor like up five flights of stairs? Bad. Or is it like 30th floor, throw open the window to the balcony, Jay-Z, run this city, 30th floor? Like, Oh, are you thinking like you helicopter know? landing pad on the top uh, of the building? Exactly. Are we talking like the by te- uh, top floor, do you mean the penthouse? I like to think that, or do this, you mean the- that this person has enough goddamn sense in their head <laughs> that they wouldn't have to ask us, like, should I live in the sweet Las Vegas Playboy penthouse or in this prison cell in the basement. <laughs> I also would like to think, since this person is moving into their first apartment, that this is not like a blank check type situation where he's just been handed a million dollars. He's like, I guess I'm taking that swank apartment up on the top. But the alternate, uh, I mean, the, the alternate to the situation you're describing, Griffin, is that this is a person who cannot tell the difference, f- for whom 
stairs or no stairs is a binary choice that you can actually decide on rather than a self-evident truth that you of course you don't want stairs. sure stairs well, but maybe the top floor is bigger maybe the downstairs apartment is a smaller apartment because what kind of fucking top heavy building do you think this is no i'm saying that maybe it's like a house that's been converted to apartments and like the downstairs is two and the upstairs is one i'm just saying that there are factors here in which it may not be a straightforward but i still stand by that it is straightforward and the answer is always the bottom floor obviously the bottom floor uh, it's gonna be nice it depends no, it doesn't. It no, does because nothing depends. My on. first apartment ever was in the West Virginia building, the tallest building in Huntington, West Virginia. I was on the thirteenth. That's actually the Coal Exchange building. We're going. I was in the. Uh... Why you gotta put me on blast? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're just gonna fucking spit a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. I was on the thirteenth floor. We played. We rochambeaued to decide who got the rooms. There was one very small room with a painted shut window. One uh, slightly larger room with no windows whatsoever. <laughs> And then another room on the corner of the 13th, like all windowed walls looking out like the pimpest view of the city ever. And we had to Rochambeau for it. And I, I won, fortunately. Um, and it was like a totally sweet, it was a totally sweet deal. You could look out on all of Huntington's splendor. That was kind of nice. That was worth the, uh, that was worth the, you know, minute and a half long elevator trip up and down. Um, I think that there does come a certain point where, like, you pass, like, fourth floor, and it gets to be, like, well, now the height is just awesome. I would say I would say more than fourth. I would say ten, eighth. Ten floors. Eighth, yeah. Um, at least. I I mean, think about the fa- the look on your Nana's face when she says, uh, when she says, listen, Occupying Ontario, I want you to take my sleeper sofa. Mm-hmm. And you say, thanks, Thanks, num nums. That's what he calls his grandma. And I want you to take my sleeper sofa, and then you just have to sit there, sit it on her lawn, pretend like you're taking it, then sit it on her lawn and burn it. Yeah. And you have to do that because you can't take it into your new apartment. Because if you've ever tried to move a sleeper sofa, it's any period at all, try to do it. Uh, you know that it is not anything anybody would ever want to move right. ever. Sure. In years. And also, the fire the fire thing is pretty bad. Just yeah. keep in mind the fire thing. And the other thing about sleeper sofas is I don't think I've ever opened one up where there's not something in there. Yeah, Cheerios. Or Cheerios and Snickers wrappers. There's and like a highlighter in there for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's a High Life's. There's some there's another highlights. Highli- <laughs> Somebody was reading about Goofus and Gallant in there. Yeah, I don't know. There was a know, flashlight. Man. They made a tent. Did, um, did you guys know that the blank check house is here in Austin, Texas? No. Yeah, it is. Did you guys also know that in that film, he bought a fucking mansion for less than a million dollars? Yes. A million dollars was the sum total of money that the child had. And he bought bought literally everything in the world. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. The year, if, if I, so you're, we're talking about blank check. They're talking about a mansion. Is the mansion in the theory of the story? Is is the mansion in Austin? I don't know that the film was set in Austin because they go to an amusement park, and I don't think there's anything really nearby. There's some. I want to hit you. There's some shit yeah, down sorry. in New Braunfels, but I don't think they would go to New Braunfels. In the in the in the fiction, <laughs> in the fiction, they wouldn't go to New Braunfels. Um, I I uh, he fucking hired tr- fat fake John Candy to drive him around. Like that would cost more than a million dollars nowadays. To pay a fat I, fake John Candy to be your butt. He had like a wall of like 30 TVs, Yeah, right? that's at least a cool three mil. 
And he had like a, a slide installed in his house. Yeah, that's two, that's 20 mil right there. And like a virtual reality chair mm-hmm. and like a big bouncy ball thing. Like what the fuck? Yeah. What kind of discount place is he buying all this shit from? I, I Got mean, it on Craigslist. If you're looking- if you're looking at New Brunfels right now, mm-hmm. I can get you into a like a nice six bed, seven bath on on Park Road. And that's gonna cost you one point four million. That's what I'm and saying. That's not even That's not even counting that's not even fucking a, water slide. It's not counting the expensive date with the woman who kinda looked like more famous women of the era and mm-hmm. also you can't hire fat fake John Candy to be your best friend forever. Just can't do it. Not for that kind of money. If you, if that movie was called 200 blank checks and then you, you got a mill on each of them, maybe we could talk. Maybe we could talk. So if you're but, – but hold on. I, I want to give you uh, some perspective, and, and this, is, this is very indicative of how our economy has gone. Uh, in a million – a million dollars in 1994 equals $1.5 million now. Not even close wow. though. Not even close. How are how are things, by the way? How is how is your economy that that inflation? Is <laughs> it's fast? pretty. That's, that's crazy. That's rough and tumble. But it's even even still. Do you think that fake Sinbad would threaten to kill a child for one and a half million dollars? Uh, do you mean Tone Loke, Griffin? Sorry, Griffin. Do you mean Tone Loke, you bigot? <laughs> because I believe Sinbad is fake Tone Loke. I got him switched. I think if you check the math, I did it bad. He did. He did a wrong job. I don't mean to make this uh, a fucking the unofficial blank check cast. What I'm saying is that the whole movie is horseshit, and I would like to talk about it for about forty more minutes. Is he? But okay. But is he leasing? Oh. Um. I want to read another question, but Travis, do you have two in a row from Ontario? Apparently, I do. I like that. Are we sure it's not from the same person? Yeah, it's different people. Okay. Oh, this is good. We should save this for next week, but I'm just going to go ahead and... This is a snap. teaser to get, I wanna, to get more I wanna, of the same. I want to snap into this particular Slim Jim. I work in a haunted building. It used to be a hospital, which has since been turned into a retirement home. Many of the employees have encountered weird things, like whispering in the ear when they're alone and see reflections in the glass and no one's behind them. Even to the extreme of an employee getting thrown against a wall, which somebody saw. The problem is that I don't believe in any of that stuff, but I want to. How can I convince whatever is haunting my work to prove they exist to me? That's from one to believe in Thunder Bay, Ontario. You got to fuck in that hospital. You've got to fu- you got to get high. Mm-hmm. You've got to have sex. Mm-hmm. You've got to curse, and you've got to be black. And I think you and gotta say you things do, like, oh, no, that's just a legend. Mm-hmm. That's just a legend. If you do these things, the killer will reveal themselves to you. If you say you, stuff like, uh, I'm just one day away from retirement, uh-huh. uh, from, yeah, hospital, that's a good way from to, hospital work. That, yes. <laughs> if, if you say, I hope no one eats this ghost food I laid out, <laughs> then that is a now, pretty sure way to Now, specifically, Justin, them. can you, because I know that you had a brief um, uh, ghost hunter face. What is the, yeah. what kind of food... What kind of food are we talking about? Okay, well, is it- ghost combos. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Is that the ghost of combos or combos? For so when you eat combos. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you get a bowl, you fill it with combos. Okay. Uh -huh. You eat all the combos in that bowl. Sure. Is then is is a, is a ghost but of, you got to make sure that you leave the combos there long enough for the energy to soak. Sure, in the spectral the residue from these combos. Yeah. How come that's not on the right. fucking bag of ingredients? What if my kid's allergic to spectral combo residue? Thanks for nothing, General Mills. My kid's the dead. The other important thing is you have to eat them as violently as possible to be sure to leave behind a spirit. <laughs> right. It's best if they have an unrequited love, too. They need some sort of unfinished business. One of the combos is maybe going to go to college. You know, something like that. Man, fuck. Ugh. Oh, my God, guys. I, on a whim... I have uh, just searched for ghost equipment in on Amazon, oh, and now I'm off to dog, the races. Darn it, because that is... Oh, golly, can, do you this just, is the new thing. Uh, to afford your new ghost hunting equipment, are you going to pawn your Fushigi balls? Do you just hove <laughs> from one dumb thing to another? I think my... I feel like my skill in the art of Fushigi, is, or as we call it, contact juggling, Christ is really about to blossom. Biscuit. Do you think that you could use your fushigi to attract ghosts? Uh, <laughs> I thought my shit was cool, but what do you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Then I'm haunted by the ghost of my dignity. It's, it was there, and then it disappeared as I fushigi. When I suggested that you fuck at your place of business, first of all, it's just a great idea because it feels great to do it. But more importantly, ghosts are real dirty, which we've discussed many times. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you, get, if you get down, then a ghost is going to want to come by, see what's happening, maybe try to participate. I mean, you catch him in a dream catcher. You catch him in a dream catcher, like in the movie Dreamcatcher mm -hmm. or something. Hey, guys, next week, let's make our entire show about ghosts. Okay, everybody For send the, your ghost questions. Do you have ghost questions, or do you have a terrifically spooky tale of Ooh. when you were haunted by a ghost? Ooh, I'm getting spooked just thinking about it. And we'll tell you about how we used to get drunk in an old asylum. Ooh. <laughs> we'll tell you about the creepy warehouse where they used to store... Our the pink Cadillac that our dad drove for work, and now, and now it's a Seven Eleven. Ooh, man, I'm getting scared just thinking about it. Griffin, do you have a Yahoo? Sure, for I have a few. Um, this one was sent in by Justin Brown. Thank you, Justin. It's by Yahoo Answers user question mark. I'm starting to think question mark is not an actual, like legit Yahoo answer name. Maybe it's like if your Yahoo answer name is like real like racist or offensive, they just they switch it out. Instead of that, can you just start saying the Riddler? Mm -hmm. This one mm -hmm. was sent in by the Riddler. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, the Riddler. Um, no, Yahoo Answers user question mark asks, how do I become like Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> I am a big fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter. Would love to go around catching bad guys and hauling them to jail. Would I need to immigrate to America, or could I do this in the UK? What weapons am I allowed to have? Can I drive faster, do the job? Wouldn't you love if he came to America illegally, and <laughs> dog had to be sent after him, and at the same time, he was hunting dog? Yes. I learned it from watching you. I just want a bounty hunt, and there's nothing in the bounty hunt in the UK. It's <laughs> just this 12-year-old kid with a mullet and a leather vest. Um, let's go down the extensive list of reasons why you'd have to move to America to do this job. The, the okay. extensive list. A, there is absolutely no crime in the UK. Nothing to mm -hmm. hunt. Way more crime here. B. Way more crime. No, you can't have weapons in the UK, you goose. Nope. No. 
No, that's a big problem. Do you think you can just walk down the street with a big can of bear mace in the in the in the yuck? You can't. Nope. Now I do I do want to um I do want to point out that uh, Dogs of Bounty Hunter is legally barred from entering the UK because of a slight mild case of a murder conviction in 1976. Wait, really? Yes. So you could corner the market in the UK because dog cannot come there and chomp your flavor. <laughs> is it? Because he did you just, is... Okay, did you just, like, Google Dog the Bounty Hunter UK, or did you just, like, know that? That's just something I know. Uh, he Your killed somebody. Is a horrifying this place. just happened. Well, no, it just happened in August. They wanted him to be on a Celebrity Big Brother over there, and he couldn't because he was he has a murder conviction. Cool. Is it cool, cool, Travis? Cool. No, it's cool in that like not cool kind of. <laughs> oh, way. I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get you. I yeah, get you. Suddenly, my whole understanding of what Dog the Bounty Hunter stands for is. It's just ripped apart. Um, is, is it okay? Here, I I am Dog the Bounty Hunter, or rather, a knockoff, a wannabe Dog the Bounty Hunter. My name's Dog with two G's. Dog. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> my name's Rough Pup, and I'm here to take you down. That's my catchphrase. Um. Oh no, Rough Pup's here. Stop all the crime, quick. Um. So anyway, <laughs> I show up, and. I have to hit a man repeatedly with a bat to fu- uh-huh. to stop his crime that he's doing. Cops show up. How does this shake out? This scenario. I they walk. They, in, they walk in on this um, on this scenario, and they see it. They see what I've done. What's what's the result? I think that you 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 probably before you're able to bounty hunt mm-hmm. have to go through some sort of training course or. Uh, okay, but in this, let's just say in this fiction, I have uh-huh. no fucking interest in doing that. But I think you have to also kill the cops. Uh-oh. Yikes. Yeah. And then everything spirals. I went to a private college via financial aid, and so after graduating now, I have a lot of friends with rich parents who love having dinner with their children and me, oftentimes at restaurants that are expensive for my low salary. of the time, they end up paying for the meal. But if there's any doubt about whether they will, I get uncomfortable when the check comes. I used to fumble with my wallet and pretend that I was going to pay my share, but that got really uncomfortable. Is it okay to just ignore the bill completely? That's from Not Ann Landers in New York. I used to do that. I used to do that game where I get out my wallet. Where do I keep keep the fucking money in here? This wallet's so big. I know I left some. I slid some into a side compartment. Uh, no, I mean I. I don't. I think that's a little insulting, actually. To like people are onto that game. They're crafty because yeah. they have money. They know how it mm-hmm. works. They I, had to be tricksy to get the, to get that fortune in the first place. If people want to pay for dinner, like they, part of the thing with paying for dinner is you feel like, um, you know, you feel like a superior. A, a, Superior, like a champ. Yeah, I feel like also, I, you're taking I care of people. Good rule of thumb. Like very rarely will someone be like, "Hey, I want you to, I want to take you to dinner." And then when you get there, be like, "You're you're gonna pay for your own stuff, right?" Like, I I don't know that that's ever happened to me. I used to feel the same way, and be like, "Oh, suddenly I feel like should I ask? Should I bring it up? Will they tell me?" Or just 
be cool, and if they ask you out to dinner, then they're probably paying for but it. But it's not. I can't give them the definite. I think. I think. If you don't, if paying for it is not an option, you gotta go with the full bluff, and you gotta take the check, and you gotta say, guys, don't, don't worry about it. I'll get this one. <laughs> and then you get your little uh, reading glasses mm-hmm. out. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yes, and a yes. Tip calculator. If you have a tip calculator in your wallet, that would the be the only way. Out and be like, oh, I think thirty percent on this one. What do you? If guys you think? don't consider the bill, then you're not doing the bluff correctly. If you don't put on a little green visor. And and really really crunch some numbs, then you uh, they're not going to buy it. Of course, that bluff that barrel will go over the waterfall, um, maybe once, and then you're in a whole heap of trouble. Uh, it is good though. I wish they paid the bill first. I wish that was the first thing you did because it makes it would, or decided on that at least because it make it would make ordering Justin, a lot easier. Because that's always a high-pressure situation, because if you know somebody else is paying, you know? I fucking love this idea more than any other idea we've ever generated. I love oh, the idea really? of a restaurant you show up to, and you say, bring me $50 of food. And then they... <laughs> you know what? No shit. There's the restaurant that I just went to yesterday. There's an option on the menu that basically you pay $25 and they just bring you some courses. I love it. Like it's right. chef's choice and it's just like you pay 25 bucks and the chef That's brings good also out. for when you're drunk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to chew for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I, hopefully by the end of it, I will be full. I, I also think that, man, maybe you should offer to pay. You know? How often it's are these a, No, I don't you think out? you... I don't think you should offer to pay. I think you should be gracious. Oh, definitely. I, th- I think that's a much more, I mean, like, that's the better part. of it. It's goofy and a little insulting because, okay, if you're a, if you're a, uh, a, a wealthy parent and you're taking your kid out and their friends out for dinner, part of the reason you're doing that is because it'll make you feel good. So if you are out to dinner and one of the, your kid's twerpy friends is like, well, let me, see what my portion is of that mrs jonas then you're gonna think well what do you think of me do you think i need help buying yeah. your uh fucking french dip sandwich for 7.99 because i don't see this I'm is cool. why if you're a waiter always be on point and always ask how to do the the checks a savvy waiter first thing no. will say and ha- and have you never seen that before? I I have, but not at a high class. It depends restaurant. on the establishment. Yeah. Uh, see, if I you have that, more than five, four people, dodge happens right at the beginning. It's nice. Yeah, except oh, I don't eat at TGI Fridays. You know what I mean? Like I am not at Ruby yeah. Tuesdays. If it has the name of a day of a week, you have just it. listed. You have just listed the two restaurants I've eaten at in the last two weeks. Excellent. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Excellent. In, in in the correct order as well. That's a, that must be easy if you live in Austin. Like every restaurant. Serves delicious Tex-Mex food and is in a giant dinosaur or something mm-hmm. equally yeah, All the meals are Here served. Here in Cincinnati, it's all TGI Fridays. All the meals are served out of mason jars. Yeah. <laughs> um, Welcome to Slurpers. The whole restaurant's lit with different novelty Christmas lights. <laughs> That's actually... That one's actually not far off. Um, listen. I love this restaurant. <laughs> listen. I don't think it's a restaurant. I think that we've wandered into someone's attic. <laughs> I'm trying to eat. I'm trying to eat the uh, "It's a Boy" bubblegum cigars that they've left saved as a keepsake. Don't. Also, we might be raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 
Welcome to the best comedy advice cast that is hosted and performed exclusively by raccoons. For raccoons, by raccoons. People are so surprised when we go to live shows. They can't see us. Skittering around and rummaging through purses. People are always so surprised that it turns out we're raccoons this mm-hmm. whole time. Every time I take raccoons out for dinner, there's always that awkward moment where they realize they're raccoons. Yeah. And that they don't have wallets. Yeah. It's adorable, but I mean, I feel yeah. bad for them. So you're really, del- you're ordering garbage again. Okay, again. You're, you're uh, ordering every time I take you out. We you could have just gone the- to Slurpers. <laughs> you either get the buffalo chicken sandwich or garbage. It's the only two things I've ever heard you order. Is it bad form to offer these parents maybe a tug? (laughs) (laughs) As you're leaving, like, hey, Greg, do appreciate the vittles. I will hit you on the tug. (laughs) (laughs) You name the time and place. I will get get that tug right out the door, right to you. Please not Sunday morning. That's when I go to church. I do. Unless I I am at church, I am tug ready. You just say the word. I I will handle the gratuity if you know what I mean. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think you do. Uh, (laughs) I think it's a little – I think it could be perceived as slightly – not – I mean – I don't necessarily think it's polite to offer to split the tip. I think it's polite. Well, to no, be God, really not during a tug. That would be. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God! Got a ring or bracelet? That would be horrific. <laughs> Who would want that? You're into some weird stuff, Danny's dad. But man, that French tip was good. So, I guess. Uh, hey, uh, I, unless you want us to split the tip. <laughs> then no, we're gonna need to go to the money zone. Um, so, welcome to the money zone. As you know, uh, we've been sponsored by Extreme Restraints for the last couple weeks, and we also by couple weeks you mean fourteen, right? For the last twenty-eight weeks, we've been sponsored by Extreme Restraints. We received an email from Allie, who works in the warehouse at ExtremeRestraints.com, and she is an avid My Brother, My Brother, Me listener, and uh, she just wanted to let us know that hearing our spots for the company that she works for for the last two months has filled her with nothing but joy and pleasure, and her heart is warmed by this partnership, and thanks for being hilarious and fun with your ads and overall supporting this great website. I'm proud to be synonymous with My Brother, My Brother, Me. <laughs> Try it again. Synonymous. There we go. Thank you. Yours so, Ali, thank you so much. And now we're going to talk about boners and stuff. <laughs> you know, I, that that email warms my heart. But if I want my scrotum warmed, uh-huh. mm-hmm. I go with the mini remote control 10 function egg. I don't. That's a remote sex toy. I've been that, fucking up. So, because I just put like a towel on there and then oh, I like no, that's shoot. The, that's that old shit. I put a towel yeah. right on it and then I use the hair dryer right on there. <sighs> you got to watch out for that because you'll dry and crack. Yeah, Jesus. What? You know, I want to. listen. Listen. It's my birthday. I'm trying to treat my balls right. Uh huh. What else is there for me on this one on this website? Well, how would you how would you like uh, 
there are some really good jewelry actually that I'm just now seeing. Oh, that's I've nice. never dipped into the jewelry before. Mm -hmm. There's one that looks like a uh, snake is coming out of your wiener. Ooh. When you say now, when you say jewelry that makes it look like a snake is coming out of my wiener, are we talking about like a brooch? Are we talking about like a pendant? Let me tell you what is we're talking about. Is this like one about. of those brooches that has like an old lady on it? It's like ivory. It looks like, uh, you know what I mean? Like ceramic. No, it looks like some sort of weird Return to Oz metal snake robot okay. is crawling out of your penis hole. So not like oh, a lady reading a book. Oh, I see. Justin has just forwarded me the picture, and it is in fact a picture of a dick as well. I guess <laughs> I should have assumed that. <laughs> hey, yeah, I just sent my brother's a picture of a dick. Must be Sunday. <laughs> I guess I should have assumed it was just a picture of a dick. Rachel, you gotta see this! <laughs> so, ExtremeChase.com is your superstore for adult novelties. Uh, if you use the coupon code MIDDLEST as you're checking out, you're gonna get 20% off it's of your order. It's a ring that looks like a, it looks like a <laughs> dick. Like a snake's coming out of a dick. <laughs> Do you think like a metal coil. It? Like a snake, they have to custom but it's fit coming it, right? out of the dick hole, and it's, like, wrapping around, like... Anyway, uh, go to ExtremeRestraints.com, spelled just like it sounds, and use the coupon code MIDDLEST to get 20% off. Uh, and thank you so much, Extreme Restraints, for, for, for sticking with us uh, all the, for all these weeks. Um, they are... It is one of the few uh, sponsor program relationships I know of where... The fans actually look forward to the ads and demand mm -hmm. that they continue. Uh, we've heard from people specifically saying, I hope you never stop being mm -hmm. sponsored by Extreme Restraints. They're rooting for advertising. So I, uh, thank you to them and thank you to, to you guys for being I so think cool. It, I can't speak for them, but I think this shit's for life. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I BFF. think we got something real here. I think we're BFS. I look forward to these ads too. I did not know you could come a snake. Didn't know. Yeah. Uh, I remember when this relationship first first blossomed, we got an email from uh, Teresa Thorne. It was basically to see, like, I didn't know if you guys would be okay with this or if this would be the sort of thing you would be comfortable doing. And it's like, have we not met? This is the greatest <laughs> day of our life, Teresa. This is the best thing that's ever happened to us. I ran through the hallways of work just screaming, you'll never believe, you'll never believe. Uh, so, so thank perfect. you. Um, thank you to them and thank you to us. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, here, you want a Yahoo? Um, no, I do. Before we continue on, Whoa. I don't know if you guys know, but there was a tragedy this week. Um, I'll three, fucking quit the uh, show. I know American what this is. Hero has passed away uh, at the age of 88. Leonard B. Stern, um, he was executive producer for Get Smart. Uh, he worked on Sergeant Bilko, and he was also the creator of Mad Libs. I'm not um, going to fall in your fucking trap. And I was asked by many, many of the listeners to give None. a eulogy for Mr. Stern, <laughs> and I would like to read what I've written now. Okay. Uh -huh. Today the world has lost a great palindrome. Leonard Stern, <laughs> renowned sassafras, frothy poop train, and dwarf paladin died at the age of swoop. He was born in the small town of Throbbing, Wisconsin, and attended Yakety Sacks University. After leaving school, he got his start as an applesauce splurger, but quickly advanced to pommel horse in a prominent haberdashery. His co-workers described him as a sketchy and smarmy, and that if you needed a boondoggle, he was your flubber. In his later years, he became a much more caramel gentleman, preferring the company of Kimmy Gibbler. The funeral service will be held at Bumble Butt Mortuary, and guests are asked to bring a fart for the moist widow and her three stanky children. 
uh, listen, Mrs. Turner, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. I brought you a fart. <laughs> Would you? Okay, now here's the question. If you're bringing a widow a fart, do you bring the, a fart in a jar? Or do you wait until the exact appropriate moment, introduce yourself to the widow, and then fart? Are you actually bring it in a casserole dish covered in foil? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to be that guy, but I, for 30 I am going to need this back uh, later, so please return this to your... my good fart pan. Once, you've, once you're done with the fart, please bring the fart pan back. I, I'm glad this, this dude's dead. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Like, sorry. I know he's a comedy legend, probably, but... I'm glad he's gone. I, if only it could have happened before he invented Mad Libs, you know? Mm. <laughs> That's messed up. I'm just saying. He, I wouldn't mind yeah. loopering him. He was actually <laughs> on... Uh, <laughs> he was one of the producers on Supermarket Sweep. Oh. I mean, that... that know. D- is there a window there where I could, I could looper him um, between the invention of Supermarket Sweep and the invention of the Mad Lib? Because oh, I don't so want to lose. I don't want to sure. sacrifice one for the other. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I got a Yahoo for us. It's uh, it's by uh, uh, thank you for sending it in, Colin Dinsmore. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jake, who asks, "Does my PE teacher like me?" Hmm. Oh, we no. were playing a game of rugby, and he told me to do a lap of the field. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's, How bad is this guy at interpreting signals? That's the given circumstances that we, we have to work with? That's about it, but I don't, like... That's kind of just, like, the P.E. way. That's, like, what they do. It's hard to know if you... Listen, some of us have always been curious of whether or not our P.E. teachers like this, and I don't mean in a romantic way. <laughs> we all know the answer to that question. Some of us are just seeking the approval of a P.E. teach. I remember when I was watching Mr. Woodcock and thinking, I wonder if my PE teacher... That fucking movie! <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> Sean William Scott! <laughs> Are you having a fucking laugh about the existence of Mr. Woodcock as a film? Oh, oh man... Is that what tickled you? Was it a sp- specific? Like, it was just what like, existed, and Sean William Scott was in it, <laughs> and you just couldn't <laughs> believe that those two things were true. Do you guys have any good PE teachers? Um, no, we're gonna find the humor in this bit if it kills me. You are apparently already found it. Apparently, it's no. F- you need look no further than your DVD rack. To see a copy of Mr. Woodcock. Your three copies, one for every day, one for special occasions, and one for I, archive. I couldn't own that fucking movie because every time I saw it, if I looked <laughs> over in the rack. I can't believe either of you unsportsmanly fucks don't have a single funny gym teacher the story. The only gym teacher story I have is my gym teacher in elementary school telling my parents that I probably had ADD. And I did, yeah. in fact. So thanks <laughs> well, for that. It sounds like he saved you a lot of money yeah, in, in the diagnosis for department. Yeah, my mental deficiencies early on. I yeah. appreciate that. I had, I had, um, I didn't have any funny PE teachers. God I'm probably you. forgetting one. There's probably one listening now who says, hey, I was funny. <laughs> I worked my ass off. 
I worked my ass off for you guys. Do you remember we were doing jump rope for heart and I made all those wisecracks to keep you guys motivated? Remember I called it jump rope for fart? (laughs) Do you remember? Do you remember? Can we not? You guys want a different Yahoo? Uh, Yeah. Okay. This one's An additional one, right? You're not going to edit out where you laughed at Mr. Woodcock for 20 minutes, (laughs) Don't, God. (laughs) (laughs) The name's good, too. Oh, that's what I'm laughing at. It's got cock in it. And also would. It's like a double boner joke. Mm-hmm. If that movie was about ventriloquists, it would be the best movie ever. <laughs> so mm-hmm. th- this one was sent by Justin Brown. Thank you, Justin. It's by Yahoo Answers user Intelligent John, who asks, Have you ever tried to punch a bird? <laughs> that's, that's all the things that there is. Like uh, an anger or like for dominance or like a bird you own or a bird flying by? Well, let's run through each of those. A, I don't think you can hunt a bird with punches. They're That's they're accurate. live creatures. Uh-huh. Um, you got to tap the bird on the shoulder when it turns around you punch it. Mhm. Would a bird stand there and take it? Like if you could you get the jump you couldn't pull that on a cat. Oh, if God, you try man. to if you try to punch a cat, he's going to he's going to go spectral. He's going to disappear. If you try to punch a bird, I'm not sure if they have the that sort of cat ESP that would allow them to avoid it. So you're saying like a cockatiel sitting on its little perch in your room, and you just like walk in, you've had a bad day, and you're like, I'm gonna fucking punch that bird, and you swing your fist. The bird's <laughs> it's just all gonna you've look thought about all day. It's the only way you got through the meeting. Maybe your little brother trained that bird to say some really offensive shit, and it's just you got really eating up at you. You got that 3 p.m. feeling. You're like, I can't wait to get fucking home and punch my fucking bird. <laughs> you just really let loose and punch the shit out of that bird, and you're you're saying that perhaps the bird would just turn and look at you and just take it full on in the face and maybe do that thing where it dramatically like its head snaps to the side and then it yeah. looks back and like wipes off it, the blood off its beak oh I love this and then it comes at you just crazy balls and all of a sudden it's just a hardcore throwdown in, in your room the throwdown showdown between you and your cockatiel and okay. the stuff's just getting rowdy can we but not say cockatiel bird... well first of all we can't say cockatiel because I'm gonna start wood, laughing again your wood cockatiel but it... your Mr. Wood cockatiel <laughs> Also, a cockatiel would just disintegrate if you punch it. Let's talk about a hardier bird. Okay, maybe so you've like got a like blue a, Amazon parrot. Maybe you've got an ostrich. Then oh, that's shit. a scoring card right there. Yeah, ostriches are mostly dinosaurs. You you don't start shit with an ostrich. Can I go to the pet store no. and say I want a bird? Hold up, I want one that can take a punch. <laughs> Not one that'll. No, I know get, what you're thinking. I don't want this bird to buckle over like a little bitch when I punch it. <laughs> How come as many times as I've seen chickens killed on TV, I've never seen a ostrich decapitated with a machete? Can you imagine how sweet that would be? I feel like that's like, a Mythbusters waiting to happen. Yeah, here's a myth. That would be awesome. <laughs> Why would that be Busted. awesome? Think about how long its neck is. There is, is a lot okay? of neck there. No, I know. <laughs> Where would you cut? You have so many options. Like you could be, you could do like a backflip with a sword and 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 chop it anywhere, and that head's gonna come right off. You're saying, you're saying it would look awesome. It's hard. As long as we're doing that, then can we do the cartoon thing where they tie two flamingos together? I want to try. What cartoon thing are you? What cartoon? Flamingos all the time. I think it's Uh, in Alice in Wonderland. What avian cartoon snuff films are you watching? I, and by the way, we haven't properly addressed the fact that Justin wants to cut an ostrich's goddamn head off. I you was trying that, to steer the conversation away from that. For, away from the fact that our brother's a serial killer. 
it's, it would just be fun. I would. I don't want to do it. I'm saying I want to see it on YouTube. They are beautiful regal birds. They're basically they're basically super. They're super think, swans, is what they are. They're mega swans. I think if you are if you are an, have something with that long of a neck, it is just begging to be decapitated. Do you think that like somewhere like God or the creator of whatever is sitting around going like, I can't believe nobody's decapitated those birds yet. I did gave it to them. That was a gimme. Did you just get a theological on us? Whatever, whatever supreme being created ostriches obviously made them I didn't want to alienate the Venn diagram of people that both don't believe in God but also want to see ostriches killed. Yeah, sure, sure. I didn't sure. want to alienate them. Mm-hmm. You know that um, flamingos are not always pink. They're pink because their color is determined by their diet. So you think you it's a lifestyle know? choice? Yeah, because they... Do you guys know about that? They ate the shrimp, and they turned it pink. I don't... Shrimp and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> man, did you guys know that about flamingos? They're freaks. Oh, man. They will flamingos just... Will I want to see a flamingo it. and an ostrich make love. I know Let's that I know that's coming out of left field, you guys. But you know, uh, God, it would be beautiful. The oh. joke's on you. Birds can't love. They're not capable of it. <laughs> that's why you like got to, punched. I'd them. like to just see them sex each other. What is with people who have birds as pets? Seriously, doesn't make sense. It, I want do you. It's like ever, I want a fire. I want a pet that I can't touch and is also as loud as and as constant as a fire alarm. And at any given moment, might just flip out and try to peck my face. I yeah, want something in my house that I can't interact with that will just periodically shit everywhere. Yeah, and make a terrible noise, and I hate it. I hate this thing. And that what literally, is... if someone leaves the window open, it's gone forever. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll never come back. With, with, I, a bird is never going to look at you with anything more than those sad, the sad, soulless, dead eyes. that mm-hmm. it pa- Well, what passes for eyes, they're a little more than... Like polished opals, mm-hmm. they just stare right through you, and they're never gonna—they're never gonna love you. They're just birds. Oh, wait, they have wait, no wait. capability. I, also, I have to point out, unlike cats and dogs, they actually have like a natural habitat that they belong in, and yeah. it's not your bedroom. It's not like you can return like your beagle to the wild. If but, I left like, my fucking cat, birds belong in the Amazon, you jerk. If I took my cat and dropped it outside, it would be like, oh, well, <laughs> okay, what now? Where is and, the litter? But if I had a place? if I had a parakeet and I took it outside, it'd be like, "Bye, fucker." Got it. Oh, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. I'm gonna go find a tree, cause that's kind of my jam. Is a tree? You can take your parrot into public, provided you clip its wings so that it doesn't fly. Because yeah, you're that's a, a real good, asshole. That's a good basis for a relationship. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. afraid of my dog running away, so I chopped off one of his feet. Yeah, my daughter tried to go to college, so I cut her legs off. Yeah. I miseried her really hard. I miseried my daughter because I didn't want her to leave. Um, now her and my bird just cry all the time. I love I you, Becky. I love you, Becky. Her. Sorry about your shin bones. Let's talk about falcons. That would be cool, though. Okay. Now, a I falcon, have always wanted to do that. Sure. If you trained a falcon, but even then, it's, like, weaponized. It's not well, a see, pet. That's what I, do love, I do love the idea of just a living weapon. Yeah. Because I that's mean, also like, what I consider myself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the on the plus side, you're going to be able to become a gunslinger at an unprecedentedly young age. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. The yes. bad side is that somewhere there is a flying knife that you have trained <laughs> that, that would love nothing more. And at your death, 
we'll just go on a killing spree. Yeah. Just you're the only thing keeping that flying knife in check. God, that would be a good name for a falcon though if I had it. Come flying knife. <laughs> you guys think it's to a my good side. Name? Not too fast what? though, please. What would you call a fa if a falcon if if you Condor man. Condor man, okay, that's good, because he's neither Condor nor man. Exactly, it's really going to fuck with his enemies. I would name it Gangnam Style, because I think people then would, it would be like carbon dating it, uh -huh. because people would know it too, like within a day, the how, when I bought this bird. This is my Falcon Pogs. Yeah. Hey, can I call <laughs> This is my Falcon Judge Lance Edo. <laughs> can, I, can I call my Falcon Billy Ocean? <laughs> of course you can. Get out of my dreams and get out of my hair. You're killing me. <laughs> Please stop watching me while I sleep. I just decided that if I saw somebody on the streets of Austin with a, a bird on their hand, I would just think that they were a hipster, probably. <laughs> that is no that kidding. is not a joke. It is not outside the realm of, of possibility. Of an There's a guy who walks around Huntington with a parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. I, I also want to point out, when it comes to falcons, you literally have to like blindfold them to keep them from killing people. Yeah. Like They have specially designed hats and blinders so that the birds do not just freak out mm -hmm. and murder everything they see. I, I, there's this guy who uh, used to always hang out at a restaurant that used to be in town called Chili Willie's that uh, had a parrot, and he would bring his parrot into the restaurant, which I think is foul, by the way. Yeah. That's a bird. You don't know uh -oh. what it does. He would bring his bird in the restaurant, and then, and I would see him there all the time. I would think, huh, I guess Chili will, you know, I guess he must be friends with the owner or whatever. And now a new restaurant has opened up in that same locale called Backyard Pizza, and I've seen that motherfucker with his parrot again. I don't know if he's a feature of the building or if that's like the one place he can take his parrot where his parrot won't lose his goddamn mind. Do you think he's providing he's a service? Here. He's providing a service to Huntington restaurants. Like, I will make your shit look more interesting by standing in front of it. People want to know my story. They'll get hungry because I'll talk to them for two hours about my fucking parrot. And then they'll and be I'll like, I'll let the oh. parrot do a little bit of the talking. Mm -hmm. And don't even worry about spiders anymore. Mm -hmm. really I'll take care of all the colorful beetles. You can't pay me in pizza. Hey, do parents eat pizza? Ah, fuck it. <laughs> I'll eat his. I'll eat his pizza. What's what's that fly, flying knife? You want to eat some food? Well, you have pizza. You should have eaten your pizza there that I had to eat for you. Oh, what's that? You need me to launch the pizza upwards into the sky <laughs> at 100 miles an hour before you'll be interested in it at all? Okay. Uh, fuck. The fucking next stop, flash forward, America's Got Talent. You got a million dollar check. Your show's opening in Vegas. This is my pet flying knife. The amazing pizza catching parrot. <laughs> I love dead mouse so pizza, please. He died after three weeks. I had to train a new one. I hate this job. The world's fattest falcon. I hate Why this job almost as much as birds apparently hate pizza. <laughs> this bird has acne. Get up what? there, flying knife. What? Flying knife, you have acne. And your breath smells like garlic. I hate you now. I always hated you. Why can't you look at me with love? Put your hat knife? back on. You're creeping me out. <laughs> How come you <laughs> never bring me a Bud Light like the cool birds in the commercials do? <laughs> I, I, this is my this is my parrot, and this is our Las Vegas style show. Uh, it's now been moved to the Catskills, and I trained my parrot to get me a beer. <laughs> Does anybody else want a beer? Hold on a second. Wear this gauntlet. <laughs> Because he will attack. Can you imagine if you owned a parrot and then like you brought home a falcon? What the parrot must think in that moment? Mm -hmm. 
He's like, not oh, that birds fuck. can think. Oh fuck! What's he calling it? Fly knife? That's such a cool name. He called me Steve. What the fuck? Why do you name me Steve? Name your parrot Raven. <laughs> you won't see that coming. Hey, my friend and I saw a movie on the last day it was playing. As it turned out, we were the only two there. We usually like to stick around through the credits on the off chance there's a bonus scene at the end. But halfway through the credits, I saw an usher glaring at us impatiently from the doorway, waiting for us to leave. I feel as paying moviegoers, we have the right to stick around through the, until the lights come up, even if we're the only ones there. Am I on the wrong, in the wrong on this? And that's from Ushered Out in Utah. Well, I have great news for you, Ushered Out in Utah. Uh, and this still is not a paid endorsement, but if you get the hit iPhone app Run P, it will not only tell you the best time to take a bathroom break, it will tell you if there is something after the credits, whether or not you need to but stay. But do you think that's going to stave off the condescending stare of, of the movie theater usher? Who cares about that guy? I've uh, been I that did. guy. I was that dude. Yeah. Yeah, but people should be able to sit there and enjoy their film without you rushing them out. Well, I'm the, saying he's being a jerk. Well, I think the trait, here's the thing. The fact of the matter is, if you're the only two people in the theater, it's not like brother's got a lot of cleaning to do. Wow, that's a good point, Travis. So, How long is it going to take them to clean up after two people? Right? So unless you were just, like, changing seats every five minutes and then <laughs> dumping your junior mints on the ground. I spilled them again. <laughs> hey, Usher. Mom. Hey, Usher. Usher or mom, or or Usher Raymond, anybody? I spilled them again. Spilled them. Hey Will Ferrell. Hey Will Ferrell in the movie. I spilled them. Please come out of the movie. Like I want goobers this Cairo. time. Turn my turn my mints into goobers. I want to return exchange these mints for goobers. I only ate five. It's not fair. <laughs> um. It turns out Rosebud is his sled. Everybody. By the way, this happened in 1940. Wow, okay. this is fun. <laughs> Did you know that was a time that was a time travel scene? Uh, I and I, what? I you are not doing this guy any disservice because when you're an usher, the here's 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 the life of an usher. Here's how his shift breaks down: you get to stand around and watch the end of a movie and wait for the theater to clear out. That's one of the things you do. Sometimes you go and you have to fill up a bucket with mop water. That's cool. Sometimes you have to clean up puke. And jizz and skull leavings. That's, and be careful not to stab yourself on used syringes. That's the worst part of the job. And as long as they're not doing that, then they are probably just happy to be standing still. I used to work at a theater. You know what we, they used to do for uh, your lunch and dinner break? They used to say on our lunch and dinner breaks, they would say, you can go and chill out for you know 30 minutes or however long in one of the theaters mm -hmm. and so you would just go watch fucking 30 minutes of a movie and it was oh, absolute so torture what was, so that? what was that ryan reynolds uh haunted house one the remake amityville horror spooky mansion i i watched 30 minutes of spooky mansion like the same 30 minutes oh yeah for like a week Ugh. i saw and, and as far as i know i think they all died i saw the end of the grudge 2 probably 22 different times like the last four minutes and it was some some woman just getting wrecked by a japanese ghost i saw now, that shit so 
so many times because I had to. You know what? I take it back. Do whatever this usher wants you to. Their life yeah. is nothing but fucking <laughs> Because pain. here's the thing. Here's the thing that's just occurred to me. The real horseshit is not you staying after the movie. The real horseshit is this is the last day this movie is in there. Probably no one's coming to see this movie in two weeks. And dude was thinking like, Cool. Movie starts. I don't have to worry about it. We probably wouldn't even run the whole thing. And then you and your friends show up to watch it on the last day at like an 11 a.m. showing and just ruin this dude's hour now, and a half break. Now, I here's a suggestion. What, what about this? Why don't we engage him as a person and say, hey, do you know if there's anything after the credits? Because they will know. They've well, cleaned up after this. Opinion, just be like, I, f- I felt that the ending left me hollow, and I don't know how to feel. What let do me, you think, <laughs> let me, let me go devil's advocate, and by devil I mean the usher. Um, let me be usher's advocate. Let me be usher's advocate here. He doesn't want to hang out with two weirdos who just saw a movie by themselves. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I'm putting myself in his shoes. You guys were probably tugging. In his mind's eye, that's what was going on. <laughs> you were tugging if, into his mind's eye. If he. Gets, if he looks like full grump, it's probably because he thinks there's going to be tug leavings in his future. <laughs> I think it, they're just called tuggings. If he's got tuggies. He's got tuggies waiting for him. And do you think he... No. Do you think he wants to see the last eight minutes of Expendables 2 and then clean up tuggies? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> it's, he's going to need all his mental energy to keep a gum barrel out of his mouth tonight. You really think he wants to chat chat with you about whether or not Ryan Reynolds should have ended up with Sandra Bullock at the end? Probably not. He's sad about your tuggies. Leave the movie ten minutes early. <laughs> if you feel like a movie is coming to a close, or, you should or stand up and walk out. sides of the theater so that when he comes in, he knows that there was no thank you. Or just as soon as he walks in, just say, "Don't no tuggies, bro. Don't worry. Just keep your hands in the air like you're at a middle school dance. This, we this left should... room for the Holy Ghost. No worries. <laughs> It's as clean as when the theater rolled off the factory floor. In fact, we found some tuggies in the back row. We cleaned them up for you. Yeah. Or maybe when he comes in, you hide so he doesn't know you're there. When he comes in, you're sweeping popcorn into a little, like, barrel, and you're like, I you got jump, it. jump up into the rafters like a howler monkey. He'll never know you're there, and you can just finish watching it as he cleans beneath you. Why don't you come in dressed as an usher? Come Why don't you come in dressed as in. usher? Dressed as Usher. Mm. Hi, you wouldn't make Usher leave the theater early, would you? <laughs> Sir, you are 300 pounds and white as the fallen snow. Please, please leave the theater. You you look like, you, you look like that really fat comedian. Uh, that would have been funnier if I could remember what I was saying. What's that fool's name? You literally, there's like five choices here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re, the, the one who won last comic standing. Oh, uh, Renee Fatson. What? Renee no. Fatson? No. Louis Anderson. Gerp. Yeah. <laughs> no. Gerp. This is his name. <laughs> Ralphie Mays. Ralphie May, that's it. Okay, I'm going to try that again. And. <laughs> Thank you. You look like Ralphie May. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Old two take Justin, they call him. Nailed it in two. <laughs> Like and then Microsoft Sam, Ralphie Mays. 
can you do that? And then just cut out everything from when we talked about PE teachers, except for when I said Mr. Wilcock and you lost it. Just like have that parenthetical statement. I want this episode to be 45 seconds long. I want it to be you you laughing about Mr. Welcome Woodcock. Welcome to my brother, my brother, me, me saying, everybody. Hey, do you guys remember Mr. Woodcock? <laughs> Ralphie Mays. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O. L-O-L-O. Keep your heart, three sacks. Keep your heart, three sacks, Ian. <laughs> We gotta throw extreme restraints in there too. Mm-hmm. That podcast you told me to listen to—it was really you were hundred percent right. It was forty-five seconds thing. long, but there was an uninterrupted bit about fuck toys for money. <laughs> <laughs> if this show were just a, a, a fu- elaborate construct, construct for which to deliver uh, bits about sex toys, which I guess it is. <laughs> they laughed on your view. Sean William Scott and they talked about snakes coming out of a dick for like an hour and a half. <laughs> they laughed at the existence of Sean William Scott. Like, just his whole, his whole scenario. I was thinking about his funny bits from the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our, our comedy podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. It's been just another great time. A lot of laughs. Thanks for people sending things to us in the mail. Again, our address is um, P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706. And you can just uh, send that attention me. No bombs. Um, (laughs) No bombs. Right on it. No bombs. Mm -hmm. No tuggies, no bombs. It's, in fact, (laughs) especially the first thing. No tuggies. I know it seems like a good idea now. Don't tug. No tuggies in a box, please. Please. No tuggies. Thanks to people. Put it in a vial first. (laughs) Thanks to people tweeting about the show. Thomas Rice, Double Wizard, The Incredible K, Opposable Plums, uh, Tiff Cantrell, Frojack980, Mara Ruth, S. Carroll, Chuck Jones1970, Chuck Bruce1, Love Actuary, Blue Nicole. Uh, and if you're not already following MBMBAM Wisdom, you should. Uh, it's a funny Twitter account that you can enjoy. Um, thank you to Joe fucking Robinson for sending me a Pepsi Man action figure. Holy Are shit. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. Gold. I know. It's it's going to be the best. Did we get and, any, uh, any more extremely rare and valuable Pokemon cards? No. <laughs> no more extremely. I did throw those others away, though. So. I- Ah! <laughs> ah! Oh um, no! I also want to say, if you if you have someone that you love with a birthday coming up or an anniversary or a big occasion, and you want to shout out on the show for them, just go to uh, maximumfun.org forward slash jumbotron, and all the information's there. We'd love to wish them a happy birthday or tell them that you love them, or, or if ask you got for a business back or something. And if you have a business. Um, and you'd like a little commercial message on there, just go to the same link, MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, maybe we should switch in like other tracks from that album in there. You think? There are a lot. There's a lot of good tracks, and they're all pretty high energy. I bet they would get things going with a bang. Anyway... That probably won't happen. Yeah, probably. Um, and remember, and, uh, if you have any ghost-related questions, send them in yeah, so we can do a next week. All ghosts. Nothing fucking stupid though. Like we all ghosts don't exist, and like that's cool. Make them, just make them good. Stop sending in shitty ghost questions, everyone. Yeah, just send your best ones. All all ghosts next week. Uh, and thank you for listening.
to uh, to we, we my brother, it. my brother, and me. This podcast here that we're on doing right now. We have got uh, Griffin, to stop I think... drinking before doing the show. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, uh, Griffin. I believe you said you had one more. Yeah, I have question. one to grow on. It's by uh, it was sent in by Nicole Thompson. Thank you, Nicole. It's by Yahoo Answers user Cat who asks, "Where are birds' ears at?" <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad's around the lips.